Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever on a Friday, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline, lots of football today. Thank heavens for Brady's dad. Plus, the NBA's final weekend. Can anyone be bothered to play? And one person you know has planned what can only be described as the greatest day in the history of human civilization. All that and more. Let's roll. Here we go. Only one place to start. Which of the revenge games are you most looking forward to this year, Swaggo? Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Ask your divorced friends. You know how much animosity built up in 20 years? I cannot wait. Look, the bottom line of it is this. We finally get the answer to the question, what happens when you combine one guy who never says anything and another guy who always says the right thing? You call up the dad. That's exactly what happened yesterday, and we learned delightfully that Dad doesn't give a damn. Let's make this Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Tom Brady Sr. calling into a radio show (laughs) in Boston yesterday. Uh, The sports hub was Zolak and Bertrand in Boston to talk about Tommy going back to Foxborough. The schedule came out last night, and I started salivating when I saw that we play the Patriots in the fourth game of the season. We're coming up here to make our our record 4-0 after the fourth game. So we expect to, to beat the Patriots rather handily, frankly. Just awesome. Just awesome. Started salivating. Beat them rather handily. I love it. Because the perfect example of saying the right thing is what Tommy tweeted. I'm going to, in order to distinguish between the two of them, I'm going to refer to the Brady who was the quarterback as Tommy, which is what everyone who knows him calls him. I myself do not. So I don't want to make this sound as though, well, with my close, tight, personal relationship with Tom Brady, I refer to him as Tommy, as many others do. But you have to have some way of distinguishing between Tom Brady Sr. and Tom Brady Jr. So yesterday, Tommy tweeted in reference to this game against New England, it's like when your college friends meet your high school friends. Hilarious, but no, it's not. It's not anything like that. I've experienced my college friends meeting my high school friends. It wasn't anything like this. This is the most interesting, hyped up, and significant regular season game in NFL history. And what does Tommy think? His dad told you what he thinks. That's what Tom Brady thinks. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. He doesn't think it's like when your college friends meet your high school friends. He doesn't think it's like any of the things he's going to say. You may remember on my old show on Mike and Mike, we used to have something called the BSPN Translator, where we would play a soundbite from someone and then we would play you what they really meant to say. We should have the dad translator, like like at the United Nations. You know, where you hear this voice talking in a language that you cannot distinguish, and then you hear the voice in English. So Tommy will say things like, well, Coach Belichick was great for me in my career. I have great memories here. A lot of great players. A lot of great games. This will always be special, but this is just a game. And then you hear his dad saying... The schedule came out last night, and I started salivating when I saw that we play the Patriots in the fourth game of the season. We're coming up here to make our our record 4-0 after the fourth game. So we expect to, to beat the Patriots rather handily, frankly. That's, that's the DSPN translator. That's the dad version of what it is. So that's what Tommy actually thinks, right? That's what Tom Brady thinks. You want to know what he thinks? Ask the dad. Much more interesting to me is what Bill thinks. Bill, of course, will say nothing. 
literally nothing. The, the, the BSPN translator on Bill will be exactly what he says. The BSPN translator will be, you know, a lot of good players. Tom won a lot of games. We got a lot of other things to worry about. That, 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 that's what the translator will say. That's, that's actually more, that, that, that voice I just did has more energy than the way Bill will say it. But deep inside, I wonder how he will feel. He might be the most, I'm not sure what the right word is, not, not robotic. He's not robotic. He's not passionless. He's not emotionless. He's a human being. This, this, this can't be just another game. It just can't. If you're a human being, it's not. I actually got to thinking about this. What is the last time we've seen anything like this in sports? What is on the same level as this? I'm bringing the hashtag crew into the conversation here. Hashtag Hembo. Hashtag Bubba. Hashtag Nuno. Devin doesn't have a hashtag. But the ones that came to mind, Brett Favre going back to Green Bay. Favre went back as a Viking. He didn't go back as a Jet. Favre went from the, Vi- from the Packers to the Jets, had a very good season, retired again. So he, he retired in Green Bay, came out of retirement, played for the Jets, retired again, came out of retirement, played for the Vikings, and went to Green Bay and beat the Packers. Remember, he took that Vikings team to an NFC championship game. And I remember the game he went there. It was a night game. Was it a Monday or a Sunday? I don't remember that, but it was a night game. And it was much hyped, and it was much ado, and it was a big deal, but it wasn't this. Brett Favre's an all-time great, first ballot Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion. Not this. He didn't win six. That's why I think back to when Michael went back to Chicago. Michael Jordan going back to Chicago was a wizard. Now, it is very difficult to compare an NBA regular season game with an NFL regular season game. It's just never going to have the same level of hype. But Michael Jordan's return to Chicago at the United Center, which, as my memory serves, came in a weekend afternoon in which the Bears were playing a playoff game the same day. It was in January, and the Bears had a playoff game that day. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm 99.9% sure I'm remembering that right. Either way, Michael's return to Chicago, I think, has got to be the closest thing that we have to this. Won six championships. Built everything. And people sometimes forget the Patriots. Yeah, they had been to a Super Bowl with Bill a few years before, but the Patriots weren't a model NFL franchise at all. And when I say Bill, I mean Parcells, of course. Then they get Belichick. Then they get Brady. And now it's the Patriot way. Now the two people who define the Patriot way go head to head. We've never seen anything like this because when Michael came back to Chicago, everything that reminded you of him was gone. He didn't come back and play against Phil. He didn't come back and play against Scottie Pippen. He just came back. Brady is basically going right back where it was. And Brady versus Belichick, that's the most interesting matchup, I think, in the history of the regular season history of sports. Greeny with you. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Hembo, have you got one that you think equals it or tops it? I don't think anything could equal or top it. I do remember in 2013 when Peyton Manning went back to Indianapolis as a member of the Broncos, it being a very big deal, and it was an even bigger deal when the Broncos lost that game in Indianapolis. So that was, that was the only one that would come close to this yes. in recent memory. Huge. Agreed. And Peyton Manning basically built the stadium. I mean, there yeah. is a billion-dollar facility called Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis that is, is, is in every way the house that Peyton built. 
And he's an all-time great, but it's not this. But it's a good analogy. Bubba, are you there? I, I think the last time we flashed to the studio there, I did not see hashtag Bubba. Oh, hashtag Bubba has returned. Around. Have you got anything that you think could compare to this? Uh, well, besides uh, Mike Piazza returning as a San Diego Padre, um, no, not. I honestly think it's actually more Favre than Jordan, just because of the the way it ended was more similar to what Favre is doing than Bray. You know, Jordan retired. I think the Favre one is more similar, but no, I don't think there's anything that can top it, either Favre or Jordan. No, no, David. Anything? Is there anything I'm missing here? I mean, anyone? not in American sports. No. Okay, then give me an international example. Well. And I think it's actually fitting I'm going to bring this up since ESPN now will have the La Liga rights. But Barcelona, Real Madrid, they had a Barcelona had a player named Luis Figo who left them to, for Real Madrid two years earlier. And while he was taking a corner kick, someone threw a pig's head at him. So there was that vitriol in, the, in his, you know, as he was playing his former team. Am I the only one who has no idea what he just said? I, no I, I, Look it up. Look it up. I, I don't know. I, the only thing I got from that was La Liga. I got pig's head. <laughs> got, yeah, see? It's all, it all comes full circle. I'm, I'm thrown. I'm a tad thrown. <laughs> L- let's just say in the history of American sports, I think this might be the most anticipated matchup that we have ever had. We are just getting started. We talked about load management yesterday. Today, a different discussion in the NBA. Can someone play some defense around here? I'll explain why that is and isn't a concern as we head into the season's final weekend. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you. A bunch of things just came up. <laughs> so we got, we got, we're, I'm letting the staff know we're changing up a whole bunch of things based upon two things that have happened since the break. And I will get to those and more in exactly 30 seconds after I remind you about ZipRecruiter. If you were a business owner who's hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, their matching technology finds these qualified candidates for you and invites them to apply. In fact, it's four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within one day, the first day. So while other companies give you too many options, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. 
That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. So here's the first thing that happened. I went into the other room here. We have, uh, so we're in this studio. There's two studios down here at where we work at the South Street Seaport Studios. Um, there's the one that we do get up out of, and then Hembo and I stay in here and we do this show. And then there's a Studio 2, which is where First Take is on. And in between, there's like a little green room kind of thing with a refrigerator where I keep my protein shake that I have in the first break of this show every single day. Every day. I, I am very routine-oriented. I, I, I need to know exactly when I'm doing everything. If it's not there and ready, it throws me off. Two lattes, one protein Two shake. Two lattes, one protein shake. So I go in there, and none of that is the point of the story. I glance up at the screen, and on first take, the topic bar under Max Kellerman's face says, was the Patriot way more Belichick or Brady? And I thought, it's an interesting question. Because it is one I would have always assumed could not be answered. But I do wonder if the Bucks continue to go the way they're going, if they go in there and beat them, how much that one game factors into this? I, I guess it has to at least a little. But generally speaking, if Bill doesn't ever get it back together in New England, will that actually provide an answer to that question? Will that mean that the Patriot way was more Brady than Bill all along. Because, to be totally honest with you, if you had asked me that question three years ago, two years ago, I would have told you it was more Bill. I would have said, I think it's more Bill. This is more about the coach. Football is more about the coach than in any other sport. The coach is the most important person on a team, inclusive of the quarterback. And... I think I would have told you that Bill could have approximated this with a lot of great quarterbacks and not in any way to sell short Brady. But if you had given him Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, you know, that kind of level of player that he could have gotten a lot closer to what they did than Brady could have with a different coach. That in a moment of total honesty is what I would have said to you two years ago. Now, I can't say it now. You'd sound like a fool saying that now. The question is, are we starting to move in the other direction? If, if, if they keep winning in Tampa, let's say he wins one more and Belichick doesn't. Will that mean forever that the Patriot way really was Brady more than it was Bill? Bubba, what's the answer to that question? I think if he keeps winning, ah, I, uh, I don't know. It's tough. I, I think it, the Patriot way is no matter what happens, it's still based on Belichick. See, I do too. He set the foundation, and Tom ran with it and is taking it to Tampa, but Bill set the foundation, and it's, it's always going to be Bill's Patriot way. Hembo. I mean, that first year in, in New England, Bill went 5-11 with Drew Bledsoe. They stunk at the beginning of 2001 too, and ever since then, they were wildly successful with Tom Brady. I, I agree with Bubba fundamentally that Bill laid the infrastructure. Tom Brady just ran with it. But even Bill has a bad track record with almost every other quarterback that started for him. So at minimum, it's a fair question to raise. And if the Bucs do keep winning, I think you're right. I think that's where public sentiment will go. It just sort of jumped into my head as I walked by the television screen. The other question that jumps into my head with regard to that game. Let me ask Nuno this. Because Nuno, you know who you remind me of? This is interesting. How old a man are you, Nuno? I am 44. All right. So you're a 44-year-old man. My dad, if he were alive, would be 90 almost. But you remind me of him 
because my dad was an angry sports fan. Everything made him mad. Everything made him angry. Everybody stunk. Everything is bad. And and that's, I think, why I like you so much, because I grew up hearing that voice all the time, and now you still sort of have it in my life. So let me ask you this question. If you are a diehard Patriot fan, right, you are a Giant fan, but if you are a diehard Patriot fan mm-hmm. and you go to that game and Tom Brady throws a touchdown pass to Rob Gronkowski and you're sitting in your seat, what do you do? I th- Honestly, I think I would cheer and then my focus will eventually start saying, hey, does Bill have it? Meaning you would turn on Bill. You're, you would, I think eventually, and, and, and it's a real honest question because we, saw, we heard some of this last year from like people up in Boston, if you paid attention to their radio uh, you know, shows, there's going, they're going to turn on Bill eventually up there. So it would be that, like, if he struggles this year early on and, and let's say they lose, like, yeah, that's going to start my question. Like, hey, Bill, you probably don't have it. It was all time. That's interesting. And look, he took that further than I was expecting. Yeah. I really just wanted to hear the reaction in your seat to Brady hitting Gronk for a touchdown. But that was even more intriguing. Is that right, Hembo? Is Do you believe there is any circumstance? Well, let me just ask you, as, as, as you are the most emotionless of sports fans because you were just all about the numbers will anything could anything happen that will ever make you legitimately question the greatness of bill belichick as a coach no can he undo being the greatest coach of all time no that's done no matter what happens he could retire today and i would still feel that way he could go oh he could retire today of course he could go oh and 16 this year and i would still feel that way that's the real question he could go. He could have like three, four more losing seasons, and you would it's still a, say, "Oh, and seventeen, thanks." That's Bill, right. Bill, yeah, it's a good point. Good reminder. I'm going to do that so many times. He'd still be the greatest coach of all he time. He would still be the greatest coach. See, of that's all fascinating. Time. I mean, I think I agree. Look, no one has been a bigger Bill Belichick supporter than me. I've always told you he scares me to death. I'm so intimidated by him; it's ridiculous. I couldn't even go near him. I've told you this story before. There was a charity event at the Waldorf in Manhattan a million years ago. Charlie Weiss's charity. Mike and I are emceeing it. This is not the story about them singing. I got down there early. Stace and I go. It's a beautiful event. Black tie, gorgeous. Stace and I go down there early. I'm going to go down to the hotel gym to work out. In the world, it's just a regular hotel. It's not a team event. It's a charity function. I go into the gym. There's a row of treadmills. There's one vacant. Belichick is on the one next to it. Belichick is on, is on the treadmill next to the vacant one. Was he wearing sweats? Uh, I don't remember what he was wearing. He was, he was, I remember he was reading a lacrosse magazine, and he's just on the treadmill. He's just, you know, like walking fast uh, on an incline on a treadmill. And I looked at it, and I looked at him, and I looked at it, and I looked at him, and I turned around, I went upstairs and took a shower. I was too intimidated to get on the treadmill for fear of the small talk that might ensue. Because if Bill Belichick just turns to you and goes, hey, how you doing? What am I going to say? Hi, Bill. Yeah? Because you know, but you know me. You know how I am. You're not going to tell him all sorts of problems you're having. No, that's that's a whole other question. But no, am I having a conversation with Bill Belichick in that moment? Clearly not. Would Would you? you? Absolutely. If you got on a treadmill next to Bill Belichick in a hotel, what are you, if he just turns to you and nods, okay? Are you going to then say, are you going to say anything? Yes, absolutely. What are you going to say? 
Do you like lacrosse? No, you're not. You, <laughs> a, you know he likes lacrosse. I think his daughter is the lacrosse coach at, at his alma mater. Do you mater. pretend you, you don't know who he is, or do you, know, or do you make it obvious that you know who he well, is? Well, he's too famous for anyone to pretend they don't know who he is. How about you? Do you think he knew who you were? Well, he, he would unquestionably know who I am. So that's, that, that's, the, that's why I mean I'm talking about you now, because he right. probably wouldn't know who you are. He would know who I am. He wouldn't know who Bubba is. Bubba, get, let's set this scenario. <laughs> Bubba, yep. you're in a hotel gym. You get on a treadmill next to Bill Belichick. He just kind of turns. If at any point you're in a, in a public gym, you know, someone gets on the piece of equipment next to you, you just kind of nod. Just a respectful nod right. in response to which literally nothing is required. But it's Bill Belichick. Do you say something? If he nods, I think I would nod and just say, hey, Bill. But I, I, I'm not going to ask him other questions. In general, I, I try to just leave people alone. You know, so I'm not going to start hounding with anything. But yeah, if he nodded at me, I'd say, hey, Bill, and then move on. It's an interesting question. In general, this is not in general. This is Bill Belichick. There's exceptions to everything, Bubba. But but Bill is not, like, I'm thinking, Bubba, let me go a little more in your wheelhouse. I don't want want to hound him. He's, you know, he's got, people are always bothering him. I don't want to bother him. You get on a treadmill next to Troy Aikman. And anyone who doesn't know Bubba, he's a crazy cowboy fan. And that's your era, right? I'm just doing the yep. math in my head. I mean, I was young, but I was, yeah. That would have yep. been your, those would have been your cowboys, right? I mean, is that yeah, when you was, fell in love with them? Yeah, I was when I, I saw those Super Bowls as a kid. Yep. All right. Troy Aikman is, is, is to guy. you what Joe Namath is to me, is my point. Yeah, great man. You get on a treadmill next to Troy Aikman. What do you say? I think I would, for that, I'd maybe extend it a little bit and say, hey, Troy, how are you? Big fan, huge cowboys fan. But that, uh, but that's it. Again, I'm try I don't want. I'm not trying to bother him because he gets people all the time. So. Well, all right. You you bring up an interesting thought. Okay, just, just in and out. Hey, Troy. You know, hey, Troy. Big fan. Huge Cowboys fan. Love you. All right. <laughs> then, then I think I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go here. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know something happened yesterday that I feel like I need to get some advice on, some help. I'm in the street. I'm walking in the street. And we are in a new time now, which is more reminiscent of an old time, which is to say we're not wearing masks walking down the street anymore. It is a beautiful spring day in New York City, and I am delighted. I had an appointment all the way uptown. I live three miles from where my apartment was. For people who don't know New York City geography, I decided to walk home. Because it's just too beautiful outside not to. And I had sort of forgotten what it's like to walk around without a mask on. You know, I mean, like, like I've had a mask on for like everybody else has for whatever it is, the last 15 months. And so I've become accustomed to walking down the street and no one knowing who I am. Yesterday was a little different from that. So a lot of very pleasant, hey, Greeny, all that. Great, great, great. Not the point of the story. I encounter someone that I don't know, I barely know. Someone I knew in a previous lifetime, I, I, I mean, literally someone I have not spoken to in years. And we cross each other's path. And I say, hey, how are you? The only appropriate response to that is, good, how are you? Right? That's the only appropriate response. You're not looking for more than that. If you encounter someone for whom the entirety of your relationship should be summed up in, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. All right, great to see you. And you say, how you doing? And that person goes into a lengthy description 
of ways in which their life has taken turns that they are not excited about. And, and I mean, now you're standing there, and this is going on. Minutes? I mean, felt like hours. <laughs> it's probably minutes. But I mean, a, a very detailed description of the ways in which this person's life has taken, you know, not, and I don't mean like serious things. I don't mean to say someone close to them died. I just mean like a lot of stuff. Is it appropriate to look at that person and say, what on earth could have given you the impression that I'm interested in any of this? Like, you can't do that as a person, right? Like you're a human being and we're all members of a, of, a, of, a, of a society here. But have you ever had that happen where all you want to say is, why the hell are you telling me this? Like we barely know each other. This is an encounter that, that literally should have lasted 10 seconds. And you have turned this into 15 minutes in which I'm going to have to now ask detailed questions about completely irrelevant things that have happened in your life that I will forget one minute from now, but it will be unimaginably rude or might be construed (laughs) as unimaginably rude for me to just say, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Take care and keep walking, which is all I want to do. So what's the right answer? What is it? What, what, Bubba, I come to you on this because you, many people may not know this, but Bubba is an expert in many things, including etiquette. You've written multiple books on the subject, the most famous of which, of course, was called Etiquette by Bubba. It, it's considered uh, sort of the landmark work in its, in its field. So when someone just goes into that, again, I'm not talking about, oh, someone died. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about completely uninteresting things that have happened in their lives that have kind of gone sideways on them, someone you barely know, And when they finish, is it okay to just say, why are you telling me this? What could possibly have given you the impression that I want to hear any of this? Can you say that? And if not, why not? Well, I mean, you can say it if you want to completely end the relationship between you two. So (laughs) I wouldn't say it's, you know, recommended. But if you have no care of how your relationship is going to go in the future, hey, go ahead, end it. But I think what you really got to do in that position is as he's talking, you want to jump in before he finishes, put your hand into your pocket, pull out your phone, pretend you're getting a call. Oh, mm. feign the phone oh, call. Oh, it's, oh, yep. Oh, 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 sorry to hear about all that. I got to go. This is work calling. We'll catch up soon. Get out. I feign the phone call. That's a good thought. I like that very much. In fact, I had um, an AirPod in. Oh, perfect. I could have feigned, like, you don't even have to, like, I could literally be like, oh, wait a minute, and go like this and just touch my ear. I got to take this. That's the universal sign. Perfect. Yeah, you just get right out. But you got to jump him, like, before he's done. You don't want to wait till he's done and then all of a sudden have a magic call. You want to jump him, give him a minute or two, and then just, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got to take this. Hey, man, um, really sorry to hear about that. We'll catch up soon. I got to go. Max Kellerman show is calling me right now. See you, man. And this was right after I did the Max Kellerman show, by the way. I, on that walk, I spoke to Max, 
I went on Max's show from the street. I'm just walking down the street, and, and, and I have this lovely conversation. Uh, Bubba is referencing that because Bubba was working on that show. He's the one who called me. I go on the air with Max. I'm walking. I'm having a delightful time. Now, my day is being obliterated by this conversation. You know the problem here? What? The problem here is that people, people feel like they know you really well because you've done this for so long, because they've listened to your shows. So they feel like they know you. So in this case, this person felt like you should reciprocate that feeling. Yes, them. that's the thing. But, but I don't know them. Like, I don't know that. I don't know. I can't. See, I like the fake phone call idea. I Go like ahead. that a lot. Where were you, Bubba, when I needed you yesterday <laughs> when this was actually happening? Here's what I need to do. We need a signal. We need some way that I can notify you that you need to call me right now. <laughs> I, need, I need my phone to ring in this instant. Because, but but, but, but okay, let's go back to the previous question. What is the appropriate response? Are you obligated to stand there and engage in a long conversation? This went on. Are, are you obligated to do that? Because, I mean, short of feigning a phone call, I don't know how to get out of it. I would have done the same thing that you did. Would you would have, have stood there. I would have been drug along and complained about it afterwards just like you. And this, most people would have done that, I bet. Is that what most people do? Like, like, who are the people who can actually just say, you know what, we're done here. Like, we're, we're just, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is, but this is just not Larry David, probably. That's my point. He's the, that's yeah. why everyone loves him. He's Brady's dad. He's Brady's dad. He's saying what everyone else wants to say. That's Larry, if you're listening, that's the episode. Although he's probably already done it, and I'm just not thinking of it. But that's the episode. Someone is just talking to him and expressing things that have gone on in his life, and he literally will just cut you off in the middle and say, can I just ask you one question? What could possibly have given you the impression that I wanted to hear any of this that I can be of help to you, or that even if I could, I would be so moved. Like, what is it? Again, I want to make clear, I'm a human being. He wasn't telling me about something awful that had happened. It was like a lot of little things, like just stuff that had kind of gone sideways on him. And I was like, I'm not going to lie to you. Not only am I not, one of the reasons I'm not interested is this is a very uninteresting sequence of events. <laughs> like, this is nothing, I can sink my teeth into nothing here. So anyway, that just jumped into my head. We've taken a lot of tangents today, but Bubba, I will say, I think you have helped me enormously. From now on, rule number one, never go anywhere without an AirPod in. The AirPod could be the saving grace in this scenario. I am Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. All right, coming up next, we will actually get back to some of the things we intended to do today, including this one. A very proud man has had his feelings hurt, and in this case, he is absolutely right. You will hear who and why right after this word from HelloFresh. Look, I bet we all miss... A true, real break, right? Not just endless downtime. I mean, a break that feels earned, a shortcut you give yourself that makes your life truly easier without sacrificing the end result. That is how you will feel if you use HelloFresh, where you can skip the grocery store and all of the hassle of that without sacrificing delicious meals. They have 25 chef-created recipes, more than that, in fact, to choose from every single week so you never run out of meals to try. Give it a try. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12 
And use the code GREENY12 to get 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's code GREENY12 at HelloFresh.com slash GREENY12. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline getting a little silly today and some different. What can I say? It's Friday. It's springtime. We're feeling good here. We're getting a little bit crazy, but we must get to this. So Jerry West is someone that, look, I mean, he's the logo for crying out loud. And he's someone that I grew up with great admiration for. I, I didn't see West play. I'm not old enough to have seen him play. But in my youth... I grew up prior to Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. So, so right now, the easy answer to the question, what would be the starting backcourt if you're putting together the all-time NBA team, I think the overwhelming majority of people would say Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan would be the starting backcourt, right? That's, that's the answer. In my youth, the answer was Jerry West and Oscar Robertson. Uh, they, they both have been supplanted, but that would have been the answer. So that's how I grew up. That's who Jerry West is to me. Uh, Jerry West, of course, went on to have and continues to have an incredibly meaningful and successful basketball career. And he is Mr. Laker. So when Jeannie Buss was asked to name the top five all-time Lakers and did not mention him, it struck a lot of people as a very big deal and and, and, and an enormous omission. One of those people was Jerry West. He went on Peter Vesey's podcast, Hoop Du Jour, and said, quote, I saw the other day Jeannie Buss made a statement, the five most important Lakers, one of the most offensive things I've ever heard in my life. I was there a lot of times, had a lot of success. Be curious to know if they would have had that success if I hadn't been there. And I don't ever take credit for stuff. I don't. When I was around, maybe I was just a good luck charm. But I do know that when this thing fell apart, There were a lot of years where they weren't very good. 
So he's got his feelings hurt, and I get it. Here's what I will say. I don't know if he's actually seen or heard the context in which she gave that list. But I talked about this at the time that it happened. Because when it first started going around on Twitter, Jeannie Buss names the top five Lakers and doesn't include Jerry West. My first reaction was, that's an outrage, that's ridiculous, I was going to come on the radio and I was going to go all crazy. But then I actually watched it. She's on Matt Barnes' podcast. It's very casual. And they clearly ask her the question without her having given it any thought. This was not a, a show that she went on where, like, like we would do on Get Up where someone like, puts together a top five list. Well, I do here with my green list and we all kick it around and go through it and give it a lot of thought. This was literally on the spur of the moment. And I am fully willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. In fact, someone, if she has addressed that part of it or not, I don't know. I'm fully willing to give her the benefit of the doubt that in that moment, it was just an honest error of omission. Like she just didn't think of him. And I, I think that that's the way it looked to me. Like if you see it, they ask her the question because, you know, the podcast is, is on, it's on YouTube. You can see it as well as hear it. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you know, I, you have to have magic on there, right? And you have to have Kobe on there, right? Like she's not, she's not sitting there and doing a really scientific look back over the course of her lifetime. So I was fully willing to give her a pass on that. I have no idea what the relationships are like now between Jerry and, and the, the Buss family, particularly with Jeannie. I don't know. That stuff can be complicated because she's obviously been in it literally all of her life. And Jerry is dates back even longer than that in, in the history of the franchise. So they've been on some level intertwined literally her whole life. So I don't know. I have no way of knowing if there is a relationship issue there between the two of them or not. But I did not think that it appeared to be a something where she was leaving him out on purpose. That's the way it looked to me. We'll see. In the meantime, that brings us to Kobe. And, of course, this weekend, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm bracing myself. I'm bracing myself for this event. This sort of will be the last, I think, big basketball moment where we have this with Kobe. For those who are not aware, this weekend is the Basketball Hall of Fame induction ceremonies in Springfield uh, for the Basketball Hall of Fame, and and Kobe goes in. In one of the greatest classes ever, Kobe goes in with Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan, among others, and Michael Jordan is going to uh, deliver the speech. And um, I, I think it's going to be emotional. I think this is going to be a, um, you know, you want to, we're not quite removed enough from it, I think, to remember it with joy. And, and I hope, and I would imagine that there'll be moments of laughter and all that in the speech, but I think the over, it's, in, it's unavoidable that the overriding emotion is going to be just tremendous sadness and regret. You know, there's such a difference if a a legendary older, I'm just going to use a name here, if John Havlicek were going into the Hall of Fame this weekend, of course, he's been in the Hall of Fame forever. You know, we lost him a year or so ago. He was 79 years old. It's just a, for Kobe and the circumstances, I don't think there's any way to get around the fact that this is going to be a solemn affair, right? There's, there's, no, there's no turning this into the celebration you would like it to be. I don't think that's possible. I think that would be asking too much of Michael. And I think you'll be asking too much of anyone to try and make it that. I just don't know that any of us are feeling that way. Like, this is just a one, I guess, final basketball reminder, if you will, 
before we can move on. This was this was the next step in his in his life that he did not get to be a part of and that his family doesn't get to celebrate with him. So it's just a horrendous and, and, and terribly sad tragedy. So uh, that will be the Hall of Fame this weekend and, and Kobe and Michael. And I'm, I'm interested to see what Michael does. Like Michael's Hall of Fame speech, his own Hall of Fame speech is so infamous. It, it, was, it was so ungracious. It was so incredibly, um, it was so Michael. You know, this, I think, will be the opposite of that. I think I think tonally, and we all saw Michael's speech at the event they had at Staples Center. I, 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 I would be, I am convinced Michael will tonally will get this exactly right and, and make this exactly what it needs to be. Anyway, we'll break briefly on that show, uh, thought. Huge hour coming up. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.